Welcome to the Welcome to the Baking It Down podcast with Sugar Cookie Marketing with your host. I feel like a Heather guitar solo needs to be in I just feel like you were so like depressed and sad. Well, okay, listen, I'm also pressing the record button and looking down. I gotta make sure the little guys dial in. Well, Heather, if someone's tuning in for the first time, what can they expect on the Baking It Down I podcast? I turn you down. <laughs> Uh, You guys can expect uh, what I guess our goal for this is to really provide some valuable auditory knowledge that you can kind of think about while you're baking. Apparently, Corey said bakers don't use their hands and they need to use their ears. Used to need love into our dough. Your brain needs information, and that's the (laughs) Baking It Down podcast. What we try to do each each week when we're doing well, yeah, is cover kind of a topic that should help you be able to move more product. This is a sales and marketing podcast geared towards bakeries. Bakeries. And what we do know is that you can't always be on your screen. There's so many posts going up in the sugar cookie marketing group. It's easy to miss some juicy ones. So what we try to do is see mm-hmm. where we people, see where we people, see where <laughs> people, <about> right. <laughs> see where people like have a need in the group, uh, hot topics, trending topics, you know, updates to social media and platforms. And we bring that to the podcast mostly each week. Great, great. Good stuff. Okay. Great Heather stuff. has a topic today, but the how she says it, for some reason, my, my lips cannot form the words. Friction and flow points. Friction and flow points. Frictional okay. flow points. Frictional flow points. <laughs> <laughs> so I do like this topic because sometimes friction and flow points are intentional, awesome, mm-hmm. and unintentional, not as awesome. But the greatest example, and this is what we're going to pull from, is gyms. So probably if you're listening to this, at one point in your life, you've had a gym membership um, or, or five. Or like me and have one and don't use it. <laughs> it count. You lose like five calories just paying the monthly fee. I feel fee. like I do. <laughs> so when you go to sign up for a gym, the amount of flow points they give you free, uh, they're going to waive the sign-on fee. They're going to give you a month free. They're going to give your family a month free. Um, somebody's there to give you a tour and like to pat the sweat from your brow and give you like pillow chocolates. Mine give me like, Hey, free water bottle to get you as we go through this. Yeah. Tour. Like said, yeah. really easy to, to sign up for the gym is dangerously easy. Yeah. And then you have the whole like, yeah, this is going to really help you reach your new year's resolutions. And you're like, okay, great. But when you go to cancel a gym Whoa. membership, it's almost like the wild, wild way. For every no one remembers flow- your name. No. <laughs> Who are you? I haven't seen you in here. You're almost invisible. Who's <laughs> saying? Someone talking? Nothing is great. When I go into the gym to just sign in, it's like a, a path of red carpet. When I say I want to either make a change to how I pay or cancel, they say, please stand off to the right. First friction point, right? Yes. Yeah. And then it really is not like you need to get your firstborn child's doctor to sign this note 30 days before the cancellation. And if it's not 30 days, then you can't cancel. And even if you cancel, you'll need to cancel when all the planets align. I went to cancel a gym membership and they were like, we need you to provide uh, your left a, kidney. A, <laughs> yeah. A bill with your name on it from your new home yeah and you have to be exactly 52 miles out of the radius in order to be able to cancel the gym i said that's insane the only easy way to cancel gym and i don't think it's easy but what it says is like if you have military orders and i would wonder if somebody signed up for the military just to be able to cancel the gym without this it's crazy it is and it is. is a business model that most people don't like that cancellation policy. Yeah. However, it is a friction point, and it keeps a lot of people from canceling. Yeah, I'll just pay for. I'll get that to this 
for another month. It's almost easier for me to pretend to go to the gym than it is for me to cancel. <laughs> a lot of times they want you to cancel 30 days prior to your cancellation. Otherwise, you'll be rebuilt for another yes. 30 days. My gym said you have to be with us for a year, but after the year you can cancel any time. That's a nice. That's an interesting. Of course, when I went to go like make a minor adjustment, they're like, <laughs> you know, like when someone breathes through their teeth, like yeah, sucks in air, yeah. you're like, this is going to be difficult. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so friction and flow points, the gyms do it in a way that, you know, we kind of don't like, but we got to kind of respect as a marketer, right? They do not want to lose money. No. And as a marketer, hats off to you. Yeah, it's interesting because a friction of flow point can be price point. So you look at Planet Fitness gyms, mm -hmm. 10, $10 bucks, a month. 10 bucks. Yeah, dollar to sign up. And uh, there's a gym chain in our area called Export. And Export is like, I thought it was beautiful. I, 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 I went in. It. Yeah. I thought it was gorgeous. 10 bucks. And it was very crowded. And it was very crowded. And it was pretty. And it was like, oh, $10 is nothing in the grand scheme of things. But to cancel, it was like a root canal. But almost you would be like at ten dollars a month. It's not would, that big. You would buy them maybe an extra five months before you have right. the headache of trying to mm -hmm. cancel. Now the gym I'm at currently forty dollars a month. That's you know considerably like, more. Yeah, absolutely. And now when I think about canceling, is it worth the battle? Probably a little bit more than the export gym. Just something to keep in mind when you're signing up for them gyms. <laughs> what I have for my gym is I paid for the entire year up front. Okay. Well, you're locked into that bad boy. But it was it was already going to be a year contract. Okay. So I actually saved paying it up front. But also after that year, I'm they, I'm free. I have to re-sign up. Like they can't cool. rebuild. The way you're talking about this is a perfect example of us against the policy. So you're like, I saved. You didn't save anything. The gym had you coming and going. They did. But <laughs> if you did the math. Yeah. Of the policy. Because at the end of the day, he's like, I really, if you sign up, we can give you this discount. Yeah, buddy, you wrote the policy to give us that discount. Yeah. Anyway. I will say my, Nate went after me and got a year free that I didn't get. Right. <laughs> it's all just subjective, Rude. right? How much are you willing to push? So when we bring it back to friction and flow points as it comes to a sugar cookie business, you can kind of see the way that we can use these intentionally or the way that we suffer from these unintentionally or at least make our target audience. So one really great example of an intentional friction point okay. is called double opt-in. It's a marketing uh, terminology as it applies to email lists. So get this. Typically, when somebody signs up for an email list, you type in your email, bam, you're on the list. Yeah. There's this new, new, there's this relatively new method of creating an email list where you sign up, you go to that website, you okay. put it in, and it's like, cool, check your email and click you opt in. But you're like, I just, I just opted in. Now you got to opt in again. It's called a double opt-in. Why would somebody add a, an intentional friction point? I already gave you my email. Don't you want it? To me, if I am doubly opting in, I really, really want what you're selling. Exactly. So using an intentional friction point, a double opt-in creates one of the strongest email lists known to man because they had to take not one, but two yeah. actions. And if they only took half of the actions, they actually didn't get signed up to your list. So that, that would create, what a lot of people do is if someone orders from them, they'll, they'll take that email address and put it in their email list. And it's a very weak email list. They, they didn't, didn't really want to be in there. You're allowed to, I read all the anti-spam laws. You're allowed to do that as long as the subject matter of your email matches what the correspondence was. Okay. They have a 
they have an ability to unsubscribe and then you have to include your address, right? Okay. But it's not the best email list. They didn't opt in technically. Yeah. So now, okay, a second, a second type of good strong email list is they ordered and then you said, hey, do you want to be on my email list? And they said, yes. Oh, then that's a little bit better. Right. And then the double opt-in, the double whammy says, hey, you ordered you on my, on my email list. They said yes. And suddenly they have to opt in again. Now you gotta okay, confirm up. over here. Confirm in that inbox that you just gave me. What it does is when people kind of, you know, if you don't, then you should. Everyone has that spam catcher email that they give out. Yeah. <laughs> when the checkout line person says, do you have an email with us? I'm like, hey, try this. this. <laughs> if it's not this, no. And it's always this kind of. A dummy email address that I do use to ca- do catch all spam. So Corey is my favorite. 21 at gmail.com. Got it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, what a double option would somebody who really wants it, they wouldn't go check that spam catcher email and then they'd fall out. Yeah. That means that while your email at, your email list is intentionally small, it has probably got a really high open rate. And conversion rate. Yeah, which honestly is the, the, the main goal. Not a big number of email subscribers, but a big number of sales from those few Like I say, I'd rather send an email to 10 people and have 10 people open it than send it to 1,000 people and have five people open it. I know, that's what we talked about Reels last week. Right, so it's it's kind of the goal. Now, do Corey and I do a double opt-in? No, uh, numbers game. <laughs> but we do have people unsubscribing for the Wednesday, Wednesday email, which is expected. It's a weaker type of email list. Granted, we didn't uh, we didn't add anyone against their will. Y'all no, you all up. signed up. So I'm like, why are you quitting? <laughs> but I can respect it. When somebody does unsubscribe, thank them. They've just created a stronger email list for you. Mm-hmm. I'd much rather somebody unsubscribe than send me to spam. Yeah. So, yeah, please, please, don't, please don't send me a spam. <laughs> so, okay, let's go to an unintentional, uh, an unintentional so this friction. Means you did not mean to create a friction right. point, but you have. Uh, yeah, so a friction point. I, I was reading this on Reddit the other day. Someone says it really bums me out when a bit small business only has a Facebook page so much that that's their website. Like they're using yeah. their Facebook page because the person said, I actually don't use Facebook. So I'm unable because when you don't yeah, have Facebook, Facebook and you open like it, you sign up. yeah, you can't really scroll past the first two posts and it's really hard to get any additional information without Facebook saying create an account. Yeah. That is a, an unintentional friction point because it wasn't intentional. You didn't say, Hey, if you don't have a Facebook page, I'm not going to work with you. But essentially unintentionally you did. So you've cut off people from the ability to order because they don't have Facebook. So you can say, well, I don't have time for a website. Okay, unintentional friction point. Yeah. It was unintentional. It's not what your desire was. But if you got a website, you would open up your business to more opportunity. Opportunity. So that's an unintentional friction point. Other ways to look at that is um, like it'd be in comparison to the gym. Let's say the gym had this big sign on sale, but they only had one person working in the booth. Oh. That would be kind of what that looks yeah, like. You, you had not, every intention yeah. to make sales, but you didn't have enough support for it. So same with Facebook. Facebook is awesome. I do think you need a Facebook. There's a part of our target audience that falls within that demographic. But for people who are taking that digital minimalism, that step back from social media, they can no longer order from you. Mm-hmm. And if that's your only method to get sales, those people will fall out unintentionally. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I'm sure you still want their money. Although they're probably smart getting off of Facebook. Never. Give it to me. I don't want to waste my time. An intentional friction point. I like this one. Corey came up with it five minutes ago. Thank you. <laughs> Using JotForm, so JotForm or any kind of uh, calendar-enabled order form that allows you to gray out your unavailable dates. It's my favorite thing. Because what you're, 
what you're intentionally doing is saying you can't order from me, but you can order from me over here. And that's what kind of job form does. I think that you use that too. You'll say this week is disabled. Yes. So people can either, because of this intentional friction point, they can choose to order before that week or after that week. Yeah, they just can't order on the weeks where I am booked and I cannot physically take any more orders. It's a great way to do that. Even if you're saying, well, I would like to take off this week. It's my kid's birthday or I'm going on vacation. Having these blackout dates ahead of time allows people to work with your schedule an intentional friction point. Mm -hmm. Because what we don't want is the unintentional friction point of they place an order on your birthday and now you don't want to take it. Yeah, or you allow your calendar to stay open all the time and now you have so many back and forth, hey, I really can't, I'm actually booked for this, Whether, but the calendar could actually have done all that work for you. And saved you the time. So unintentional versus intentional. Unintentional, you book up and then you tell them you can't take their order. That that wasn't probably your intention. Your intention was that you were available for that day, but now you got the whole rescheduling thing. Now, if we use these blackout dates, you don't have to, you save a lot of, I was going to say black and forth, back and forth from, from that intentional friction point. Yeah. yeah, it takes you getting ahead and that's kind of pre-planning that's going to allow you to kind of work in advance, mm-hmm. but intentional intentionality even though like my calendar is blocked out i'll have people that will email me like i'm trying to submit it for the state and it seems like it's blocked out it would seem to be true <laughs> what does that mean you're representative my young <laughs> um an unintentional friction point adding additional steps for someone to purchase like comment below and i'll dm you an order link this is unintentional yes yeah how many times do I, do I see no. that? <laughs> I see that all the time. You are forcing your interested party to take, to take additional a double step. action. I just, when it comes to online marketing, um, the the shorter the funnel, the the shorter the amount of steps you you cause someone to go through, the higher chance they are to order. If they have to comment down below and then wait for you to one comment. DM sent or wait that your DM went to them? What if it went to the others folder? What if they never even got it? A great way I think about this. I went to a farmer's market in Lauren, mm-hmm. Lauren, um, the other day. Mm-hmm. You did? Me and Gams. Okay. I'm going to go tomato hunting. At Mater hunting. And we'll pass a guy's booth with watermelons. Mm-hmm. And he had them cut up. And yeah. he could sample them. Were they red? Pretty, it's like post-COVID. Were they good? Uh, it did, I didn't love it. However, I felt very pressured. Because Not you took because, a sample? Yeah, I did take a sample. And he said, hey, if you, would you like me to get you one? Oh. It was right there. Did you get one? Yeah, absolutely. You did? I got two. Is it upstairs? No. We, you, you ate it the other day and nobody liked it. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. But what happened was is he didn't essentially do the DM to comment. What he did is, hey, right here is a sale. Do you want to, do you want to buy it? Like he put me on the spot. He shortened his funnel so much because when I took the one off his tray and when he offered to go grab me on my own melon, it was seconds. Yes. And what he could have done is like, hey, you can try this. I'm going to let you decide on your own if you want to try it. And then go think about it. Go walk around the farmer's market with all the other watermelons and then come back if you like. I don't know. Come back. DM, DM, DM me for the order if you want my watermelon. And he would have allowed me to be like, oh, I don't really like that watermelon. Yeah. So I don't think I'm going to. It's not my watermelon budget this month. Uh-huh. Um, but when we say, could you could you add this step in as an intentional double opt-in? Yeah. The person who you DM and still wants to order is probably somebody who will likely order. But I don't think most of us want that, that type of double opt-in. Right. Email us, different. 
that, that order. No. That's what we're working for. In the cookie college, we were talking about some copy and I had, we had a new member who said, you know, I posted these brand new items. Um, and you know, I'm hearing crickets and, and I'm pretty discouraged about it. So I said, Hey, what's the copy that we're working with? The copy, while it was not bad, said new product. Let me know if you want to order. Okay. So what you're doing is making the work go back on your end user. What we want you to do is here is the link to order a click. You will ask you for questions and you will be booked and ready to go. Like we can't have our customers jumping through hoops and then be like, where's my orders? Well, they're still jumping through the hoops over there. <laughs> they're sweaty. They need some water. <laughs> we need to help alleviate those steps and those friction points if we truly want the sales. That's a great point. On the flip side, what if you wanted to throttle orders without saying you're booked? The way to do that is to make it harder to get to you. Yeah. And a lot of times, if you guys stalk me on Facebook and my business page, I will not include the link to order. I am booked. <laughs> but I also right. want to need to post content. <laughs> Here's what I know Corey's doing, though, is some people who are really, really heck bent on getting you to do their order, they'll still circumvent all of them. <laughs> and if you like the order, you'll still take I it. I do. <laughs> if it's easier, if it's something creative or whatever, I see that people do that. So you could say, I'm booked, but for the right order, without saying this, for the right order, I am not booked. And whether that order be simple or whether that order be a creative thing that you were looking forward to do, by creating these hoops to intentionally, for some, you created an intentional friction point. Mm -hmm. Now, okay, calendar starts clearing up. Remove those friction points. Make it an intentional flow point. Yeah. Make it very easy. Mm -hmm. And I love, I love a flow when I'm doing a pre-sale. Like, Go on. flow right through me into my wallet. <laughs> right. So, yeah, and the pre-sale I was going to bring up in the intentional one. So switching back over to intentional friction points. So these are ones that we designed. Putting end dates to your pre-sales to force people to place an order sooner. It is tempting in the pre-sale just to keep that bad boy open. If you did not meet the amount of sales that you thought you were going to meet, I see you leaving them open. And it's tempting because you're saying like, hey, I could still handle more. By never closing that door, you created an unintentional friction point because nobody has to make a decision. Mm -hmm. So by creating an intentional friction point, you have to make that decision. Yeah, you're going to close the door to that pre-sale, but you're going to have people... Um, you're adding FOMO, fear of missing out. Because the door is closed. Yeah, because the door is closed. It's so. literally an Indiana Jones outtake. Yeah. The little canyon door is closing and he reaches <gasps> in to get his hat <clears throat> and he gets the hat, right? So you're going to have those people squeak in at the last minute because they're like, I don't want to be left out on the other side of the canyon door. Mm -hmm. um, but but you can do that by putting an end date and saying five, four, three, two, one. And guess what? At the end of that end date, if, if sales are not where you want, you could reopen the door. Let me tell you what I do. This works like a charm. Okay. If I have a few more sales that I could actually make, what I'll do is post to my Facebook page and I'll say, I only have four of these left. Nice. You need to email me if you want them. Guess what? They're all mm -hmm. emailing me. No one knows how many four is. So if I could actually take maybe 10, but I wanted to create FOMO, I'll say there's four left, but I'll have 10 people email me you and I'll liar. say yes to them all. You may tell her, no one knows which four they are. <laughs> the same thing with kind of closing the door. You'll see, um, you'll see that in a lot of marketing is that, you know, uh, Labor Day sales or something like that. And then you're going to see that the next day that the sales going to have lasted more than just that day. But the hype was Labor Day sale. A Labor Day sale should be singular, but however, it's the Labor Day weekend sale. Yeah. You know, to kind of create that sense of FOMO. Now, switching back to unintentional 
friction points. These are friction points that we didn't intend to stop the flow, but they are. Hosting a contest and requiring five steps entry. It looks kind of like this. Hey, guys, uh, comment, like, share, and tag somebody to enter to win a free dozen. If you share to my stories, it's an additional five points, but you have to tag me in your stories so I can see it. Please, for an additional four points, tap your red shoes together three times and say there's no place like home. <laughs> the more steps – well, this is pretty common when we work with, like, small business clients mm-hmm. – Their thought is this. They have actually two goals, and the goals are conflicting. Their goal is like, I want to reach as many people as possible. Okay, great goal. That's a great Great goal. goal. And I want those people to reach as many people as possible as well. Also a great goal. But the two conflict. Because if you make entry very easy, hey, guys, tell me your favorite birthday memory, and you'll be entered to win. You're going to get a lot of people because it was a very easy flow point. Yeah, I got a great birthday memory. Right. Everyone has a decent birthday memory that they can cough up to try to enter this contest. Remember when we got the roller skating shoes? Loved it. Was never good at it, but loved it. Um, Okay, now, but then when we introduce this unintentional friction point to reach even more people, I'm going to have them tag somebody and then that person can write their birthday they wish and then they can share it. You're asking a lot. Literally, I will never share something. I don't don't share things either. I don't tag people because I feel like I'm probably annoying already. So I'll why tag you? Add to because I'm already annoying. <laughs> and then to I write back, you. stop using me as a ploy. <laughs> <laughs> so what we want to do, even though you're like Heather, for every person they tag, I get more eyes. Isn't that the goal of marketing? It is, but it is also a friction point because a lot of people, if they're like me, don't want to tag somebody else for fear that I may annoy them. Now you always have those people who will, yeah. but I guarantee you, the person they're tagging isn't somebody they care a lot about. <laughs> Thanks, <Rude>. Corey. <laughs> I have, uh, you know, like. The sugar cookie marketing page gets entered into a lot of these contests because people are like, yeah, at the end of the yeah, day, what the twins going to say? But if you're not going to, if you're not willing to tag your high school bestie, then probably don't tag anybody else because that's that's the level. At it. It's not necessarily quality people that right. they're tagging. When someone tags me, I get excited and then I go see that I was used for like uh, a giveaway. And I do I check the giveaway? No, <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> I'm annoyed and now I dislike the person who did it. So what we're gonna say is create an intentional flow point. Make it very easy to enter these contests. What's gonna happen is you're gonna get your first. Uh, network, that primary network, people mm-hmm. who already like your page, mm-hmm. you're going to engage with that. And you're going to reach a primary network whose feeds you've fallen out of next because you got a lot of engagement. Technical term, you're engagement baiting in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but what it'll allow, that that post will seem popular and be fished out to more people who are already interested in you. Absolutely. The strategy I use for when I do a giveaway in my community group that I run, um, I, I will ask him to tell me something about themselves. Like, so I'll be like... Uh, Show me your kids on the first day of school. If you don't have kids, show me your fur babies. What this is allowing me to do is learn about my target audience. If someone's like, oh, I'm a teacher. Hey, that's a great, that's a great person for me to get a hold of. Hey, I'm a real estate agent. Okay. These are things I'm learning. Now yeah. I can strategically do my giveaways. Well, yeah, but it's easy to be like that real estate agent probably knows 10 other real estate agents. Not all contacts are created equally. And let me pitch it to you this way. I don't want to use the term illegal because I'm not sure of the legality of it, but I know it's against terms of service for MailChimp and Flowdesk and those email senders to buy contact lists. Now, I have this one client who could care less about quality leads and they'll buy a contact list. And I'll be like, hey, I'm not going to upload it, man, because that's going to violate your account and MailChimp's going to shut you down. However, those people didn't, they weren't interested 
forcing them to see you will not make them more interested. No. However, when you operate off of a numbers game and not a quality game, you can kind of say, well, yeah, of course I'm going to buy a list of 5,000 people. What if 1% of those convert? That's that's a tempting way to look at it. It's the wrong approach for solid, continual marketing. Mm-hmm. So that's why when some people in the group say, my page is pretty small. I only have 100 likes. Hey, that could be 100, like, hot, ready-to-buy people. Like that, uh-huh. just because the number doesn't look ginormous. You know, it's so funny. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it back. Corey and I have been in internet marketing for a while, but I, but for a couple of years, we were both working for individual companies, not with each other, uh, doing marketing, doing marketing. So, do you remember back in the day when you'd see a page? It would be really easy to get a page to ten thousand, twenty thousand likes. Yeah, it was a heyday. Yeah. But now, to see a page, to see a local business with 20,000 likes is the ultimate red flag. To me, I'm like, whoa, the suit box. You bought that. (laughs) You bought that. You didn't market effectively. Now, when I see a small business Mm -hmm. these days, I'm going to need you to have around five, 600, 1,200 at the most kind of likes. Mm -hmm. I want to see that engagement ratio is pretty high, respectively. Uh So again, when we're talking about percentages, if if you only had 100 likes and 50 people like that, whoa, whoa, that's a ton. Right. And that's what a lot of people are saying. Not often do people go to the business page and research. Right. Maybe if you're about to buy a remodel or a car or something like that. Mm -hmm. But a lot of it's based off this feed post. The post, that one post that finds it in your feed is their engagement there. True. Is And the quality of your, your content. You know, this is totally off of your whatever you're saying, but it's honestly a friction point too. If you're just sharing your Instagram posts to Facebook and you have like 30 hashtag lists on Facebook, to me, I feel like it's an absent business owner. And I'm like, they're not truly there. Facebook agrees because why would Facebook have created Facebook Planner with the ability to create a single post and two different captions for both platforms? Facebook knows people don't like that. Yeah. They don't like seeing 50 hashtags on a platform, Facebook, that just hasn't gotten hashtags figured out like Instagram has. That's another strategy if you're like, oh, I'm not selling anything. Like, are you you putting like hashtags where hashtags don't belong? Nothing screams, this wasn't meant for you, like periods in a line. (laughs) Period, 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 period. Hashtag three hashtags. Uh, When the hashtags have nothing to do with the content because you just copied and pasted. (laughs) We've all been there. It's sloppy marketing. It's something over nothing. I get it. But there is an argument that quality over quantity is probably a better approach. Okay, intentional friction point. Corey came with this one, and I do like it because it's something that we actually use ourselves. Uh, sending people, let's say you're having a cookie class. Okay. Someone says, hey, I'm interested in buying. Uh, can I can I pay in cash right now? You'd say, no, go to Eventbrite. You can actually buy a ticket there and forcing them into your organizational funnel. So Corey and I, when we host cookie classes, we have one on Saturday. Oh, no. Before, I'm going to go find the I'm going to bike and die. <laughs> Uh, oh, we, yeah. I got to come back. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got a class on Saturday. What we do, it doesn't matter how you want to pay us. You have to go to Eventbrite. Why? I've added a friction point. But mm-hmm. it's an intentional friction point because I don't want to have to deal with catching you up to what Eventbrite, my portal, that I can easily export, send reminders, handle credits and refunds. I got to get you there. Now, Eventbrite does take a cut of our, of our ticket sales. People. And I am willing... To part from five bucks a ticket if I don't go ha- have to go chase you down. Yeah. Well, we don't. I don't have to manhandle your money. Something is sending an email on my behalf. Right. So now let's say on the you, you, let's say the unintentional flow point. Like you say, I'm 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 accepting ticket money from anywhere. Yeah. Eventbrite, Facebook. You walk up to my. I'm. You're probably gonna get signups, but now you have the stress of making sure that you got paid. What if somebody who paid you in person in cash? 
wants a refund or a credit to a future Ooh, class. How, how are you keeping you this? Yeah, where is that little piece of paper, that little sticky note <laughs> ending up in a year when they want to come back in? <laughs> yeah, so you could say like, well, Heather, I'm very organized, in which case, awesome, and that's why you don't have to pay Eventbrite fees. But if you're anything like Corey and I, she can't even find our cookie cutters. Just we're going nice. to have an intentional <laughs> choke point there and force people over to Eventbrite. Now, an unintentional friction point is an interesting one. Only taking payments through PayPal personal because you want to avoid the the tax, the fees, right? That is an unintentional friction point for this reason. You're allowing people to pay you. Awesome. But when you go and you have to click friends and family to to check out, it's like, hey, you're not protected at all. Is it just so you know? You're the wild If they run with your money, you better run faster. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So while you're saying, but Heather, I'm still accepting payment. It's online. You are adding in an unintentional friction point because what you're having that client have to go through, the mental dilemma is, do I want to risk this? Mm -hmm. And what you don't see is the ones who don't want to risk it, don't purchase from me. Yeah. Or they're very worried. You can tell when someone's worried about paying their friends and family. How do you know? (laughs) (laughs) So I'll start somewhere. (laughs) What I'd encourage you guys is to allow people it. Okay. The IRS man's, he's going to get his. He's going to get it. I had a... If you're on TikTok, you'll see like these 50 ways to circumvent taxes. And I was talking about it with a client and he was like, you know what? Yeah, I guess I could pay my kid $10,000 and have it as a tax writer. He's like, but at the end of the day, it's going to cost me a lot more if this comes back to bite me in the butt. Just pay your taxes. What, a death in taxes is two guarantees? Yeah, that's true. Just do it. Be by the book so you don't have one that added stress. And two, the loss of sales from people not wanting to risk, you not wanting to risk paying the One IRS man. One thing I do love is our accountant, while she does feel she's like She's the meanest mom, lady I've ever met. She's, very, she's very by the book. Someone's like, wow, she was, she is by the book. Sometimes, like when I have to like give tax returns to other people, like for whatever, they'll be like, what is this? And I'll be like, no, oh, no, they've got her. Yeah. And then I'll look and she'll be like, here's what it is. This is why I did it. Like, they she's, didn't catch her. She's too good. We had a. She called us and she wanted us to to go over some charges. Imagine makes sweating. me sweatier. And it's our money, but we're still being yeah, I sweaty. Feel like Annette is Mother Annette, and we are <laughs> Annette's children. <laughs> but one day she was like, "There was a charge for a dress on here." And I was like, my credit card was stolen. <laughs> Did you guys expense a wedding? You <laughs> <laughs> stole that chick <laughs> So having, being able to operate by the books, one, takes away that fear of just you that just data ball. <laughs> yeah. I love how, like, Annette, I'll be like, hey, I, I signed that. The DocuSign. She's like, I'm very proud of you <laughs> Okay. One time Annette called us and she's like, I'm very proud of you too. And it meant Cloud more time. to me than my own, own parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Annette. She does make me sweat, though. Like none other. We just got a cookie drop off. That oh. is her. That's <laughs> so funny. A local member of the Sugar Cookie Marketing Group wanted those ever-loving Target crates. She needed Target crates. I had two from last year. Tar- so I said we it. were blessed with the Target crates last year. I think Target made a mistake pricing them at five bucks. I know. I know. How much could, are they? If you had to get a Target crate lookalike today, how much would we spend? They're like $15 on like one of those reselling sites. But <laughs> I had two and she needed 15 I said, I ain't got 15 <laughs> but I got two and they're free with your name on it. She's like, I don't feel like I can just take it. Can I bake you something? Oh my goodness. So we got to wrap this podcast up because those things are on the front board. <laughs> I wonder if Target will do them again this year. They never, they always skip a year. I know, but wouldn't it be smart if they did? 
Maybe they'll be like, this is a crazy thing. If they did, I'm sure we will find it and we will buy it. So bringing it back to intentional and unintentional flow points is the great way to sit down is uh, just kind of audit yourself. Where are people getting hung up? A great way to do this is ask a grandparent to go through your checkout process. Those people, GAMS specifically, love to point out where the issues are. They they love to find like the little crevice that you forgot about and then like slip into that little tangent and then fall away. Okay. I was watching GAMS make a tax payment. Okay, she's 84 and she's a savvy 84. She is. But I was like, I'm just watching her and she's like, I can't find the button. And I was just why I said, you're on the wrong page, but I'm so curious how you got here and why you're so passionate about this one page <laughs> on irs.gov. Uh, and then you kind of have them audit your process because they're going to be like, I don't get it. You can't get frustrated with them. What they're doing is they're shining a light on an unintentional friction point. And if you don't have a grams just going around about just if you see someone asking the same questions over again, your inbox is a great indicator of a f- unintentional friction mm-hmm. point. Uh, and then if you can audit your inbox and say like, hey, let me fix this. Let me add this portion to my website. Let me add an FAQ section to my website. Let me have in the autoresponder of my job form payment confirmation where they're going to pick this up. Uh, one time, Corey and I didn't have that. I don't remember. I think I just said, I'll, I'll email you a confirmation. Yeah. But about three different people said, I don't know where I'm going to pick it up. You can uh-huh. see they were frantic. Yeah. Like, I've just been hacked. Yeah, I've been, I've given money to the cookie right. stealers. <laughs> so I went back in a job form and I had, hey, your pickup will be, if it's this date, this location, this date, this location. And then all of a sudden those emails stopped. Yeah. So unintentional friction and flow points. You know, my, my weekly challenges. I want you to go through your life this week and see where unintentional friction and flow points and intentional friction and flow points are existing. Another great example. Amazon had like a copyright on this or something or a patent on this, uh-huh. the single click to order. Do you realize that every time you go to a checkout process, it's two clicks to order? Yeah. Only Amazon has swipe right to order immediately. It scares me. I have to have two clicks. I need to have some rewards right. to order there. But that flow point makes it very simple to order without thinking twice. The, yeah. If you're... What's that place where you put it in your cart, but then you put it in a save for later? It's just saved. You know how many things? I shot my save for later. Oh, I go Do through Do I feel it. like buying that now? Honestly, guys, <laughs> let me tell you. If you put it in your save for later on Amazon, Amazon will let you know when something comes on discount. Mm-hmm. So it'll be like, this thing in your save for later is now $4 cheaper. Do you want to add it to your cart? Genius. Granted, it's my Alexis talking to me all over the house. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, they tell me. Oh, because my I never get those. Oh, I my, don't use Alexa either. Yeah, mine will tell me. Alexa will be like, something you had in your cart is $4 cheaper. Do you want me to add it to cart? And then I'll be like, add to cart. And she'll be like, all you have to do next is say, bye now. So then I go silent. Don't say You know, and this is, now this is extraneous material. Yeah. But like when you have somebody, there's types of people in the world who, when somebody triggers a home device and they continue to keep talking, you see the home device is trying to be like, what are you saying? I'm like, everybody quiet. It's working. It's working. We don't want it to take something out of context. I saw a Wait, and what is it? A flow point, but I'm not trying to do it. For unintentional. Unintentional flow point at my new house. Okay. The way that the parking lot is set up is there's they put too many townhouses in weird the, in the corner, <laughs> but all of our spots are scoochied over. So my spots are actually in front of my neighbor's house. Corey has uh, imagine a T of homes, yeah. like the letter T, but the the homes go over. <laughs> 
overlap. They overlap. So there's no parking spots in front of about three houses. Yeah. So because of that, all of our parking spots are shifted. So I can see when someone drives down, they'll instantly hit their brakes. Because one, there is no more parking spots too left. Far. So what I have done is now taken a photo of my two spots. I clear my car out and put it over in a visitor spot, walk it, walk, my, walk myself back. But then what I'm going to do is add a chalkboard sign, you know, the one we use for classes, yeah. and have an arrow park here for cookies. Nice. So it just will take it out of their mind. They won't have that. I can visually see them slamming on their brakes looking for a spot when they've gone too far and there's no spots left. Yeah, nothing causes it. another, uh, pro- this is intentional, um, flow point. A lot <laughs> Lock of people- your door so they can't get the cookies. <laughs> Intentional flow point for class is I took a screenshot of the Google Maps overlay of the parking lot. Mm-hmm. And I say, here's where you'll park and here's where the class is. That way, people, if you're like my family members and you panic at the thought of finding parking, mm-hmm. that's one less friction point. Plus, I also have a chalkboard sign. <laughs> the chalkboard sign is putting in extra work. <laughs> so that is our friction and flow points. Unintentional, intentional. You can use them intentionally mm-hmm. if you want to stop orders, if you want to slow orders down, or if you're going to take a break or stuff like that. Or you can use them unintentionally, in which case they have to, like, guess air on the Wizard of Oz to enter your contest. And that's going to create results that you do or don't want depending on which bucket you're pulling so no matter what you choose but if you're intentional with both that is going to help you if you want to slow down orders totally fine there's a great strategy to do that if you're like where are my orders um go and see where you are clogging up that old funnel (laughs) yeah (laughs) because there's somewhere in there floating around did you what do they call it when you clean a plunger did you see the plunger margaret (laughs) and figure out where your flow clog is unclog it Okay, going over to the Cookie College. A lot of you guys have joined in the last week, and I am fascinated. Welcome. We've had many a Cookie College win, both in and out of that private yes. group, and it has been Hocus Pocus themed. <laughs> it has. We are we guys in the Cookie College. We are ready for Halloween. We are barreling towards fall. I'm ready. It this, it's 89 no, degrees. Today outside, was actually very, but nice. not humid. But 89. But when I left the Low house, humidity. it was 72. Yeah, it warmed up. Okay. But, so, you know, I did tell you the 18th was going to be when it kind of cools yeah. down next week. The week after that one. What? Sorry. It's because the 18th is next week. Yeah, so the week after, the Monday after that one will be the last be week October. of October. <laughs> October. It would be cool. <laughs> so in the college, if you're new here or if you are not fully annoyed yet, it is a membership platform. We have, I think, around this month, we'll be at 86 classes. Um, some of them with DIY kits and freebies, some of them with actual coursework They walks you through the processes of various marketing and businesses, um, business aspects. Cookie and then- classes is the probably number one taken course around this time of year because this is when people want to take classes. This is when License people have print money, have grandmothers, friends and family, people coming home from college. And they're looking for something fun to do. And cookie classes is what it is. It's so much less time than custom cookies. I'm just going to say that. A yeah. class, well, when agree. they mess up their cookies, they're, it's, it's on them. Yeah. When I mess this up is their cookies. If you guys are using cookie classes, feel free to use this one layer. I love it. It lands every time. I've I taught, probably have it memorized. Absolutely. <laughs> Corey and I have taught this class, these classes, even though the curriculum changes, the, the one-liners don't. They don't. So this is what you're going to say. And what's really important in class, guys, is to really have a good attitude because at the end of the day, you're going to still walk out with cookies. And if your friend who arrived with you did better than you, just trip them on the way out. And they'll giggle. 
Ja, gega. I said, and it's my job to get you to have perfect cookies when leaving here. So I'll come and fix your right. issues. And if you mess up on just one, eat it in the car. We'll never no tell. <laughs> I mean, I'm annoyed at our cookie class pitch, but it's a blast. So... Yeah, thecookiecollege.com if you want to check it out. It is a monthly membership. You could join for a month. Um, join, jump in, jump out as your finances and your um, situation sees fit. Or you can sign up for the year and get two months free. But I will say join before the end of the year if you want to just do it like a crash course and, and get all the information into your brain because we'll have a price increase at the end of the year. When we first started this a year ago, we only had, what, 25 courses? Uh-huh. I think it's was 20. 20 courses, and now we are up over 80. So get in there. If you can dive in for the next three months before the price increases, one, good for you. You are a hustler. <laughs> good job. But if you sign up before the price increase, whatever you sign up for, if you sign up at the $68, we can't raise it on you till you a, cancel. That's a strike. So if you sign strange. up at the end of December, you get that first price before the increase. If you guys have any questions about membership or what it entails, and you don't want to post publicly in the group, you can always get email me, your favorite twin. Who are you going to email? <laughs> Heather <laughs> at sugarcookiemarketing.com. Yeah, and I'll be happy to answer any questions, which people ask me questions all the time, so you're not bothering me. It is a flow point. But if too many of you ask a question, I'll have to figure out where my clog is. <laughs> See, Heather's easier to spell than Quirk because Quirk can be spelled in so many ways. You've never found a little, uh, you know, when you go to like Cracker Barrel? Yeah. Who doesn't like Cracker Barrel? Nair had my thing on a little tassel that you hang off your backpack. Yeah, always had mine. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's move over. Are we ready, Scooch? Scooch. Scooch. To uh, text message and voicemails. No, so hilarious. Last week on the podcast, that was only a week ago, right? Yeah. Uh, one of the people listening wrote down the phone number in Frosty. Yeah, that's <laughs> so I posted it to the Sugar Cookie Marketing Facebook page if you want to look at that. I know some of you are like, I'm not on Facebook, and this is a friction point. Well, guess what? It's on Instagram. I'm the story. <laughs> so here is a text. Uh, we got two of them this week. I feel like I'm missing one, but if I'm missing If we one, only have two, only read one, so we have something to read next week. <laughs> I'm seeing her. Okay. Corey and Heather, how are you two doing? Are you all ready for yet another question for me? I can't remember if this was from the podcast or a group live. I believe it was called Women for Women, a Facebook group for local female business owners to network. There's nothing I found like it in my area, and I'd love to start one myself, but where do you start? How do you find people to invite and get the word out? Isn't Women for Women word kind of weird sounding, like misconnections on Craigslist or something? It's hilarious. Haha, I'm trying to figure this out and I really want to bring value to my community. It's not completely selfless cause because the value it could also bring my business. Thank you all so, so much for the joy and peace you've been able to provide for so many people and rough spots in their baking journeys. Keep on keeping on. This is a great question for Corey. For my community group? Yeah. Okay. I created a community group at the same time this other gentleman created a community group. My community group was niched down to my target audience, which is 99% women ordering cookies in Lake Ridge. Lake Ridge, Virginia. Yeah. So what I did was he went very broad. Anybody with a pulse in Lake Ridge, He said, anyone in this area. I said, ladies only in this specific zip code. Our area is extremely populated. You'll know if you sit in traffic here. So one zip code could be thousands and thousands and thousands of yeah, people. Yeah, absolutely. So I was not going to be greedy. I was going to be pinpointed. The people that are going to give me the money the most are the ones right around the corner where they don't right. have to sit in traffic. They're, they could just walk up to my door. But it's also easier to manage a group that is smaller. 
It in a lot of people are like, no, I'm cutting people out. Uh-huh, no, you you're are. not. You're helping the locals. I can. The ca- county I live in is Prince William County, and it's the biggest county in Northern Virginia. I only know what the East End is doing. I don't know what the West End is doing. <laughs> if you have Northern Virginia, it's wrapped around in a burrito of Prince William County. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. So I'm not really leaving money on the table because I can't help the people in the far end of the county. And there's going to be a cookier over there that's easier and sa- similarly priced. Absolutely. I can't tell you what the traffic is over there. I don't go over there. <laughs> to ask somebody from, what are you, East End? Yes. So ask somebody from the west side, which is where my older sister lives, to go to Corey's house. Ashley has never been to your house because it's such a journey. It is. And in traffic, out of this world. Yeah, there's a giant road that separates us called 66. <laughs> it should no be 666. You hear what people talk about it. So I truly niched down. And what I re- realized was there's a whole, a little bit in the market um, of a lady-centric group. So, hey, but like men spend money too. Yes, there is already a community group for men and women. So I'm not going to compete. That one's been around for seven years. But there was no group just for women. Now, she's asking about a name called Women for Women. I don't know about that specifically. It Let me, sounds like it could be She fine. wanted the name Women for Women. Oh. Is that what you're saying? Uh, I can't remember if it was from a podcast or a group live. I believe it was called Women for Women. No, it's she's referencing something that she she took a class on, which doesn't oh. sound familiar to me. But be be leery of those because some of those are franchises. Like, so BNI, Business Networking International, mm-hmm. they'll have different chapters. I say factions. Yeah, chapters. chapters. <laughs> 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 so they'll have different chapters, and you can't just go create your own BNI. But also consider this you're not held to any rules when you go out and name your own community group. Mm-hmm. So what Corey's did, Lake Ridge Ladies or something. Well, right? let me just tell you at the same time I created my community group, I, then the location, it, it's so great to put the actual location in your name. And the reason being is if you just moved to the area, you're going to look up location. You're going to look up location-based groups because that's the only words that you know you just moved to the area. Um, At the same time, I had these ladies, they said they wanted to make a business networking group. And I said, yeah, do whatever you want. And they're like, can we post in your group when we make it? I said, absolutely. They named it something like, she's going to be the boss. It had nothing to do with the location. You would not even know it was tied Catchy to name, the area. But hard to affiliate with a location. Right. So no one could physically join because they found it because they're not looking up that name. But they are looking up Lake Ridge, where I live. Yeah, that's kind of how you start. Typically, your search on any Facebook-type platform. Yeah. You're going to start by, I'll, I'll do, so I live in Burke, I'll do Burke. And there'll be various... Heather's favorite one, Burke Community Group. And then another one called Burke with Helicopters. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> it has that Burke in it because it's hard for me to make sure... Like, otherwise, I'm requesting groups I probably shouldn't be in if, yeah. it's, if it doesn't have that. So basically, what we're saying is, um, if you don't want to sound like a Craigslist misconnection, you can create your name. Corey's pro tip, add in a location identifier into that as well. And niche it down. And niche it down. Like we said back at the beginning of this podcast, not all leads are created equally. Like, again, if somebody from west side of Prince William County joined Corey's group, regrettably, they're a less valuable lead, not because they're less valuable people, because they won't convert. Yeah. Um, But now, then you have that great aspect of truly adding value to these people. So Corey went and got her oil changed today. I did. (laughs) And she wrote, she made a video review about the place that changed oil. Why? Because a lot of women are looking for uh, safe places to get their oil changed and not feel like they had one taken up over on them or whatever. So what I was able to do was provide value for them. People on the west end of the county would not provide, they would not see that as valuable because they're not going to travel over You're going to pass 50 oil change places. (laughs) They're going to need an oil change on the way back because that's how far away So I think always consider your name, niche it down, 
And don't be greedy. And add value. And add value. Which of course, is a lot of everybody genius. knows in that group that you're the cookie lady, but you're not selling. They just, it's associated. They always know because they always see my little stuffs. Okay. One other text is, there we have more. So, hi twins. I'm not telling you who this is because I ask you guys way too many questions and I feel like it's bad karma to get all this free business <laughs> advice. But here goes. My husband and I are at odds. Sounds about right. <laughs> uh, about booking jobs in terms of schedule. He says that I should not make any social media posts or website updates to let people know when I'm booked through. I think I should because it saves me time telling people no and referring them to other bakers. I mean, side note, I love referring them to others and helping out, but it's a little defeating to keep having to say no around the holidays. Plus, I know they are booked too, especially for last minute orders. My husband thinks that if I don't tell them I'm booked and I'm able to squeeze in an extra dozen with a rush rate attached, it would be better for business. What do you think? Are you guys team schedule posting or not? I have serious FOMO and thinking that I'll be missing out on the next big sale, so I'm not sure which is the lesser of two evils. What would you do? Le- Thank you, and you're both my favorite. Love, Anonymous. Aww. <laughs> Great question, and kind of what we talked about earlier. Okay. At the end of the day, regardless if it's a big sale or not, if you don't have the time, you cannot take it. Amen. You cannot. If you, do, if you don't have the time and you do take it, you're going to hate yourself. You're going to also burn out because you're going to be miserably awake late. I love sleep. <laughs> All right. Sleep is really good. So is it safe to say that your husband is correct in the fact that you are missing out on sales? He is correct. Yeah. However, is he correct in saying that you should not let people know? I would argue, in my opinion, from a marketing standpoint, he is incorrect. I would like, one, communicating my schedule is filling up is a great FOMO tactic. Mm-hmm. And it will force your schedule to fill up because people want to get in before their doors close. Mm-hmm. Back to Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. On the flip side... People people will continue to ask you if you're available if you don't communicate that you're not, which will be pretty frustrating. It's introducing more of a back and forth, right? Mm-hmm. Could you find like, oh, well, there's that one. Well, you can do, find that halfway point with you in the hubs and create a friction, an intentional friction point so that if people still climb over your book just to see if you're still available, you can kind of scope out those orders. But odds are, if you're booked, it's because you chose that your schedule no longer allows for cookies. And it's so tempting to open that book of business back up and make that extra sale, but at what cost? If I have a very lenient client that's very easy to work with, really lets me do whatever I want to do. I'll be like, hey, can't work with, can't wait to work with you on the next order. Also, if you see that my schedule is closed up, here's my email. Always ask first because sometimes it can squeeze folks in. That's a great idea. And I pick and choose. <laughs> pick and choose those easy clients. Yeah. And the easy orders. Yep. So do you disagree with husband? No, I think he's, I think they are both I think they're both correct. So it's just whatever your end goal is. Can, do you want to be burnt out? I will take. Yes. <laughs> burn me out. I'll take a, an easy order last minute. I won't take a complicated but one. But she's saying, should she post booked or not? As an end user, I would like to know if you're booked or not. I would. I would not like to ask you if you're to, to place an order and then hear that you're not going to take it. Yeah. I would. And I would love the referral. To somebody who can take it. And odds are I will go with that referral. Some people, some cookiers do have last minute availability. Because while your booked calendar may look different from their booked calendar, they may do be doing that picking and choosing as well. So it's still safe to refer it on. Because she's saying some of these orders are last minute. So there's a local group, Virginia Cookiers. Mm-hmm. They'll always post like, hey, I got this huge last minute order. Mm-hmm. I can't take it. Does anyone want it? There's always somebody. Mm-hmm. There's always somebody that's like, you know what? Yeah, I got some time. Yeah. 
Especially if they, they were going to take a week off and then they got bored and they want something to do. Yeah. So I wouldn't necessarily feel bad about referring orders unless you want to reach out. If you're referring it to a specific baker, ask them like, hey, do you guys do mind this? I think you'll find that many people actually don't mind it. I actually gave an order to Christina and she sent me a $5 Starbucks Christina, gift card. Genius. I said, you are speaking my love language. <laughs> yeah. So Christina in $5 finder's fee. Uh, could essentially make whatever that order total was. I know, but guess where I'm sending the rest of my order? <laughs> Christina. <laughs> so I say I'm team uh, post your book schedule. Uh, what happens when you post those is some people do try to sneak in. So if you if you don't want to necessarily book out completely, you can kind of leave that open-ended as you realize like, hey, am I, uh, the expense of my happiness will be my next order. Then I would post the book to order. Yes, those people who you refer out may not order from you again. Odds are the baker they are ordering from though will book up as well and that baker will turn around and scratch yo back. Yo bye. So... I like the husband and wife arguments. When you said you and your husband were at odds, I thought we were married to the same man. Nate, <laughs> hey, is that you? <laughs> Dot downer, where to post her book? Oh. <laughs> okay, that takes us to... Takes us to the sponsor. Actually, Wait, takes us what to is the phone stuff. number that they can call? 571-556-56. Someone said we say it too fast. 571-556-56. Five, six, four, four. Got it. Okay, actually, this takes us to group stuff. We have two upcoming Facebook lives. Let me get some. Oh, I have to add actually a Facebook live today on cookie glasses. Who's doing it? Uh, Glenn Denning. I'm I'm slaughtering her last name, but that was what came to (laughs) mind. I even said it out loud. Am I pronouncing this right? I'll add it later today. Uh, Tomorrow is make, bake, and decorate pie platters with Beth Best Hennington. Um, these pie platters, they're cookies. However, you could hardly tell they look just like pies. And she's actually, if you, if you check out the Facebook live right now, there's the ingredients list to go get ready that you need again. Yeah. So you'll need to, if you're waiting till I'm not sure you can get the cutter this late, but she's walking you through everything. So she's got the pre list to bake these correctly. And a lot of people have been commenting saying, Oh, that's how you do this. I had no idea. Now, another thing is I called her the mad hatter platter lady because she's going to tell you kind of how to price these and she's she's going to tell you add more a lot of people discount their platters because it feels like just one big cookie but she's like no platters are uh, always going to be taken to a party i made a thanksgiving turkey platter and he had like a bazillion like butt feathers coming out of his back oh, i remember he's cute forever I got charged accordingly. It was adorable. So she's going to kind of help you navigate platters which are a huge hit come holiday oh, yeah. season just to bring that now, this is tentative. I think it's in the books, though. Steps to make sure your email arrives. It's called email deliverability. That will be a Jessica Wolf. Right now, we have it at, what time do we have it? Oh, September 21st. Okay. And what has already passed? So you can go and take these rescheduled. This was rescheduled to Monday, Monday past, so you can watch it right now. How to Bake Cookie Pops 101 with Annabelle. Reschedule again, or this one was passed as well. Uh Everything you need to know about donations 101 with Kimberly. Mm-hmm. Awesome one. And then this one had also been rescheduled as well. It's been a rough week for rescheduling. Yeah. Uh, intro and basics of copywriting with Jen Shirts. All those three are great. I'll add that cookie class one. It will be on the 18th, I think. Um, so look for that coming up. Coming up. Okay. Spances. Spances. Number one spancer. And I actually went live on TikTok and said this backwards, but mm-hmm. it is is a company called Bakety Bake that makes a meringue powder called Royal Batch that you can buy using the code TWINS and save 10% off. When did you say backwards? Bakery. 
I said that it was it was meringue powder called Bakety Bake by Royal Batch, but it's, no. <laughs> it's Royal Batch by Bakety Bake. It's because for so long we called it Bakety Bake when it was actually Bake called Bake. Bake. I can't believe you never She's probably like, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Not what I paid for. Thank you. <laughs> but it is an amazing meringue powder. It already has three ingredients already included, which is white food coloring, corn syrup, and vanilla extract. So I used to add all that stuff plus some extra things into it, but now I'm saving so much money and my ingredients because I don't have to. And you can save more with code TWINS at checkout. I said that, but yes. Yeah. Say it again. Biggity big, Idaho. Uh, 10%. Royal Batch <laughs> egg whites. <laughs> um, next sponsor is Cast Iron. I think Cast Iron started an email list. I wonder if it's double opt-in. <laughs> but uh, you can check them out at castiron.me. And if you're wondering if we're pushing skillets on you, we're not. They're actually a website builder and a pretty easy one at that. Mm. It is free to get started. They take a percentage of sales, and that's when you pay them. So if you make no money, you don't have to buy a thing. Mm-hmm. No risk. Um, so you can check them out at castiron.me. Not .com. You'll end up on a skillet site. Yeah. .me. <laughs> And our last, but definitely not least, is Eduardo. I was say, people are wondering when we're going to announce how they win the oh, Eddie, and I told no, them maybe they can expect by October first us to get our lives together oh, and figure it out. Yeah, okay, October first, I will have a definitive answer. Very good. Now go on. Who is Eddie? All right, Eddie is a direct to food printer. So that means you ice cookie, put some royal icing on there, do some fondant. Hey, buttercream, sure. Then you get what looks like a printer. And you put that thing in there, and he prints food coloring right on the top of it. So if you have a picture of your auntie, put her on there. If you have, like, you don't need an airbrush anymore with Eduardo. I mean, you can. I will say you could use an airbrush for, like, definition. Like, if you wanted your... Like, you know, like, if you did a hokey, like, the cauldron, if you just want to go around the side and give some darkness. That'd be nice, but could you do that with Eddie? I don't. Gosh darn it, I don't yes, know. Yes, you can. I yes, think. I'm just not talented, man. Yeah, there's a true talent in there navigating is a true Eduardo. Talent. I used to be, like, OG. Like, when we first started, we were, like, some of the now first people, people are, like, blasting now, the, Some clueless. people are, like, doing this on Friday nights and, like, pushing Eddie to his limits. But it's a super, super neat machine. If you want to see what he can do, just go over to their Instagram. Because on the Instagram, they only show you what Eddie can do. So if you want <laughs> to see... They don't show you what he can do. <laughs> when he can do everything. <laughs> but if you go over to the Instagram, I'm going to just see if I can pull it up just real quick so we can just see... I unboxed... The name. Uh, it's, I unboxed the Eddie on YouTube. So if you do sugar cookie marketing Eddie, you can kind of get a vibe for his size. Now, Corey said printer. He doesn't look like a cannon. He looks like he belongs into a commercial kitchen. He's bigger and smaller at the same time. Yeah. Okay. When we first, when Eddie first started following us, they had barely any followers. Now they have 24,000. Eddie, remember us on your payment. Okay. Their Instagram account is Eddie underscore Edible Ink Printer. So you can find them that way and give them a follow and then follow Sugar Cookie Marketing underscore Because we do not have 24,000 followers. (laughs) We are not an edible printer and everyone's best boyfriend. But if you go there, you can just scroll and scroll endlessly and see exactly what people have used. Did you make it? on their Instagram once? I made it I twice. Like <laughs> <laughs> but not recently. <laughs> you gotta make I gotta bust my Eddie out. 
So that is fun. We'll, 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 we will be giving away an Eddie for the October birthday of Sugar Cookie Marketing, in which case our beloved group of many talented bakers turns two. Turns to 30, over 36,500 bakers in two years. Take that, Eddie. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Eddie, I'll meet you out back. <laughs> okay, that brings us to Twinterest. Twinterest. I, okay, I got one. Okay. It came in the mail, and right. I don't know how to use it, but do you have a blue light? Uh, no. Don't? Mom does. I need it. Okay. It is neon glow-in-the-dark um, food coloring. Oh, UV light. I was just talking to Kimberly because she had posted a skeleton. And I was like, no yeah. way. And she's like, yeah, under UV light. It glows up. It looks super cute. That's what I got. Oh, that's a fun one. Where'd so you get it from? I got it from Etsy. Mm-hmm. I will make a video and post it on the Instagram when I figure People out how to do it. are going to want to know where you got it on Etsy. So include that in your video. If it if it works well, I'll include it. If, if it not. doesn't work well, I won't bash the shop I got it from or anything like that. But the colors are so vibrant. So the glow I, in the dark colors? The glow in the dark colors. So like, what is it? Because she was white. She just used white. These these were bright. There wasn't white in the list, but it was like neon yellow, neon pink. Okay, she had neon yellow. Yeah, neon purple, and I think neon green. Super cute. So I just got those, and I was looking up how to use them today. Still no clue. We'll still try to use them. But I need a blue light. Mom has one because she wanted to see where the cats tinkled. Okay. And it was horrifying, apparently. (laughs) Oh, but we have to class on Saturday, so Mm -hmm. I'll tell her to bring it on Thursday. Good one. Very good one. Good one. I don't have an interest. Figure out when you're looking around the room, glancing around the room. (laughs) What do I Looking, 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 looking. I honestly have been... Tell them what you were thinking about to buy at Sephora. Okay. If you're like me and you have adult acne, welcome to... (laughs) Welcome to the the group (laughs) But... uh, so, okay, if you know, some of you are going to hear what I'm about to say in light up because you know who I'm talking about. Hot and flashy. Hot and flashy is this lady. She's in her, I think, somewhere in her 50s, and she just reviews skincare. I don't know. She must have been there day two of YouTube and really kind of just gives you these honest reviews of products that she uses. And one of the things that she really liked is these LED light masks. And I know it sounds, I know what you're saying, that doesn't work, but this frequency of the red light mm-hmm. does penetrate the skin. Mm-hmm. Now, me and the guy working at Sephora agreed that he said this. He said the return policy on these bad boys is 30 days, but the back yeah. of the box said you really need to do it for six months. He said, so everyone, he's like, if people return them, they return them quickly because they didn't see immediate gratification. Yeah, and this isn't an immediate it, gratification. It, it, no, it's, not. it's not a laser. It's not. It's just this mass that sits on your face. Now, there's a bunch of companies that offer these. The one I was looking at is the... Dr. Gross, Gross, G-O-S-S, G-R-O-S-S? Yeah, G-O-S-S. Goss? Goss. Okay. So his or hers, I'm not sure who they are, doctors, has the red light for wrinkles and uh, redness. Yeah. But it also has a blue light. Now, it's one of the few with the blue lights. Blue light helps with acne. So apparently the kind of blue light kind of kills the, the bacteria below the skin because it is able to penetrate the skin. Now, the thing is consistency. So Corey and I said it's not yeah. cheap. No, the Sephora sale. Wait, if you know someone, the guy said he was. We were We were sworn to secrecy, and if we told anyone, we could not make it go back to him. Right, he's at the end of October. Is till October seventh. It's at the end of September. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, anyways, if you know somebody with a Rouge member, I'm not. You get 20% off of anything that's for it, but this thing is included. It's not cheap, though. It's like well, the, the Rouge expensive. member only during the Sephora sale. Right. You yeah, gotta the, get is hooked this up the to Sephora you. sale? That will be the Sephora. Yeah. They only do it once or twice a year. Yeah. So, so anyways, if you're interested in this, obviously I have not tried it. It's extremely expensive. But there's a bunch of these. Check out Hot and Flashy on YouTube. She reviews a bunch of products, makes you want to buy every single one. But in my war on adult acne, I think this might be the purchase for me. I'll have to let you know. Let you know. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> You're like, no. Another <laughs> Well, thanks for tuning into the podcast. Honestly, I just want to say thank you for each person who puts up with us and listens to us. Each thank week. you. <laughs> Welcome. Each week, it lets us know like how many people roughly listen to like any of the episodes. <laughs> When it's low, I get sad. When it's high, I get happy. <laughs> yeah, so put us on repeat so we can be happy. We'll see you guys again next week.